You're good to go? I am. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talk to Danielle. And today is a subject that I hold dear to my heart, and I know our, our, our guest is the same. Uh, working in, in schools for over 18 years, bullying is... Uh, definitely a topic that we still tiptoe around and I uh, was really so pleased to have met Kelly our guest I will introduce her in a second but uh, today's segment we I am calling it and we are calling it no such thing as a bully and uh, for some people who have been victim of bullies or are going through it as well with their children the, that might uh, set you off a little bit to hear that no such thing as a bully but bear with us you do want to sit in and listen to this because uh, this is a, a new change that will make a big difference uh, in, in schools and with our children so I am very happy to introduce uh, a very close friend of mine Kelly Carius thank you so much for joining me today I am so happy to be here talking with Danielle yes <laughs> Talk to the yeah. yeah. So I did a brief introduction. I'm not big on on reading people's bios because I just like it, it. Just comes out better coming from you. So just tell tell us a little bit about your story and what you do and, and who you are. Yeah. So I am a rare breed of private social worker, um, and there there aren't too many of us. Most social workers end up working for um, government, child protection, or working in schools and. I, I did one year of, of child protection for the government and a few like odd um, kind of paid employee jobs. And I, and I really quickly recognized um, that I was meant to work for myself and for my clients uh, mm -hmm. with no um, buffers or mandates about what I can and, and can't do. So I really quickly went into private practice um, with a just a bachelor's of social work and and uh, not much experience and people said you can't do that and I said but I also have a mediation certificate so I think I can and, yeah. so, and so I did um, <laughs> and and I had some just really bizarre uh, first experiences and and one of them the one that's relevant to no such thing as a bully is that I was hired by 20 sets of parents about a principal uh, slash teacher who was mistreating their children in a grade six class. And, oh. oh, it was terrible. And our system is broken in how it deals with poor teachers, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we made a big sink, um, pulled kids out of schools. We, we did picketing. We did uh, mail outs to let the community know what was going on. And there was no way that the school board was going to remove this teacher, even though he'd only been there a few weeks. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, I basically was very naive um, and just kind of kept on nose to the grindstone kind of trying to do something about this. And by the end of the year, the teacher just got moved to another school. So that was really disappointing. Um, and then that summer I had a client who was diagnosed with PTSD because of bullying. Um, and, and obviously, as you say, bullying is a huge issue. So people put off by that title, stick around because this is helpful. Yeah. Um, so 
PTSD because of bullying she had. And, and so I, in my, you know, very naive 20 year oldish state, um, put in a proposal to the same school board that I had been battling against the year previous um, to do peer mediation. And before I knew it, I was, there was an article in the paper that said I was banned from all of the schools. Um, and these are, are schools where my children attended, uh, banned from all of the schools in the community. Uh, I was not qualified to do the work that I was doing. I was being investigated by my ethics committee and a couple of other things, just kind of skirted around the edge of saying that I was a danger to children. Uh, and, and so then it took forever for the ethics committee investigation to conclude. And once it did, I sued the director of education um, after battling the ban with the schools for that year. So, you know, that really got me looking at what are we doing here? What, what are we doing? If adults act like this, why on earth would we expect our kids to do any better? That's right. And if it's in our school system, this is how the school handles uh, you coming in to help with the bullying. And yeah, how, how can that be fixed? And you're right. And I think this is what I like about your story is that naivety that you're talking about. I think that's what got you to actually push through because when you're, you're kind of set in the system's ways, you just, you know, there's like, oh, what's the point, right? But you're just, like, oh, they told me yeah. they can't do it. Watch. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> boy, oh like. boy, we really like Ministry of Education and um, Children's Advocate and Ombudsman and like, yeah, that naivete definitely um, kept things going, but then also exposed things mm -hmm. to me that I was like, yeah, this is no good. This cannot be how we are doing things. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's I'm a, that's that was the follow up to my next question is you know how did no such thing as a bully come? Uh, there's this the zero tolerance thing is, is kind of what we're going through right now, but it's so much deeper than that when it comes to bullying, and and that, that's what I like about the no such thing as a bully. So can you can you explain to us a little bit how it came yeah. to be? Yeah. I, so I have um, I have a beef about zero tolerance because as I was going through that whole experience, um, you know, we could zero tolerance it all over the place. Uh, zero tolerance. This parent um, spoke out too harshly, and now we're done talking to that parent. Um, you know, zero tolerance. This um, kid had an outburst, and now we're done working with that kid um and and so I just I just really have a problem with that and and I think that what we've fallen to maybe because we're we're we just don't know what to do um what we've fallen to is mindless consequencing mm -hmm. so it, it you know instead of looking at well what is actually happening here who has the power in the situation um, you know, what are, what are the dynamics of bullying that are directly involved in the situation? It, instead of doing that, we just go, mm. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, when we're the zero tolerance just shuts people out and we don't, we don't treat it mindfully in ways that go, you know, what, what are the dynamics of bullying that are going on in this situation? What makes it bullying? Um, could it be something else? And, and 
we're we're not with the zero tolerance we're not making that examination we're just shutting people down yeah that's i noticed that too when working in the schools is you would have this child who's being bullied for a couple of years and then you know one day enough is enough and they just fight back <laughs> they fight back and they're the ones who get the consequences so for the entire school year they're the ones being the victim and then all of a sudden they have that one outburst and they're they're suspended so there is definitely uh yeah it doesn't go yeah. to the, the in depth and yeah. i think that's that's how you came up with that new vocabulary of what how we should and that alone i think it's it's great to educate the adults yeah. to know how to handle this because there's and it's not just for the person being bullied or the bully uh, but for everybody that's witnessing this that yeah. change the vocabulary around it so that we're more aware of what's happening so can you share that a little bit with us? yeah the the vocabulary changes to talk about bully actions and victim responses we all mm-hmm. use bully actions from time to time we all use victim responses from time to time one set of skills solves both and that has to be not just in the hands of the kids but also in the hands of their parents uh, and so when you change that language you know one of my one of my favorite things is going into a, a group of students Uh, or adults, it really doesn't matter, and saying, who in here is a bully? Put up your hand if you're a bully. And you might have one or two, you know, people that'll put their hand or point at somebody else, or, uh, you know, some people just laugh. And then I'll say, okay, put your hands down. And then I start asking, okay, who has ever left somebody out of something on purpose? Who has ever talked behind someone's back? Who has ever called someone a name? Who has ever physically hurt someone? And, you know, and the hands go up and up. And and so I said, well, isn't it interesting? And this I say, isn't it interesting that there's no, there's no or very few bullies in here, but there's a room full of people using bully actions. And that's where we need to uh, really start looking. And if we can make everybody strong enough that they don't need to use bully actions, They can just express themselves without using bully actions um, and also strong enough that they don't have to use victim responses. That's going to change everything. It changes everything for children and for the adults as well who are handling it because often parents will have bully actions when they're trying to stop the bullying that their child is embarrassing. So that changes everything. Or even victim responses in their own lives. Like there's lots of parents that um, go to work and have somebody there that they they want to say something to, but they don't feel like they can. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's strengthening when when parents and children both learn it. Um, you know, it can create that culture change for them in in all areas of their lives. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I know that you have. Um there's no such thing as a bully system has gone into some of the schools. Uh, What kind of results are you seeing with this movement when they're, you're implementing it in the schools and you have quite a a great system for it. I get very good feedback from students, Um, you know, feedback saying things, things stopped right away. Um, You know, things, things changed right away. Uh, Feedback that says, I feel stronger. Um, Mm -hmm. When I first enter into a school system, there tends to be pushback from staff um, because there's this sense of, oh, here's one more thing for us to do. 
Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. I, you know, when I, when I watch, um, when I've been in schools and I I'll watch a great a kindergarten teacher, a grade one teacher, you know, and, and they're moving every minute of every day. And, you know, at one point I watch a, um, a kid come in and he needs his two shoe tied, shoelace tied. And, and so teachers yeah. down on the floor and then another kid comes in and says, Bobby pushed me off the swing. Um, you know, and, and the teacher says, are you okay? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. The kid goes and sits down. And, and then I imagine that kid going home and saying, mom, Bobby pushed me off the swing again. And mom says, did you tell your teacher? And the kid says, yes. And then the mom yeah. says, those, they don't do anything there. You know, and, and it's just like how the expectations yeah. on teachers are huge. So I get that pushback when I come in, but I've had comments when I leave, like this is a system that is going to be in our school for generations. Mm-hmm. This is a system that once it's learned, it just keeps on um, feeding and fueling itself because once it's learned by one group of people, it becomes modeled for the next group of people. And so it, it becomes just a, a flow um, that can absolutely go right through generations. Yeah. I think coming from the children, it, it kind of motivates the adults to, to act a little bit more when they see the, the results they kind of follow suit. Is there anything that you would say the program has taught you that you weren't expecting when you put, when you implemented it? Yeah. Um, So, okay. So here's one of the biggest things is that when I first, when I wrote my first draft of it, Mm -hmm. um, well, and I felt like it was more than a draft. I felt like it was done. I felt like I'd had this huge accomplishment. Um, and it had all the lessons that, that are still there, but it was using the words bully and victim still. And mm-hmm. I pushed back from my seat, you know, really proud of myself. And, um, and then I felt like an electric shock go through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've called that my God shock um, that needs listening to. And in that instant, I knew that I had to use bully action and victim response. Um, Mm -hmm. and make that whole change and so one of the things that it has taught me um, is to really stay open to changes that are needed to it Um, stay aware listen to that god voice but also to the people who are using the system um, because Mm -hmm. they have amazing ideas for ways to include it and activities that can be done to integrate things and and so really that learning to stay open to feedback and open to change um yeah has been huge with this project yeah that's a good point that you bring is every time there's a change everything looks great on paper but when once you put it into action that's when you know what needs to be changed and yes. if you're very committed to the original the first draft of it uh, that's where you, you do get resistance so that that's good that's good that you mentioned that yeah um there is, and this is something, this is kind of a, my own personal question here. I'm going to be selfish about it because I am a big advocate of things really do need to change in our school systems and how things are appropriate. And I'm not saying that everything is wrong, but there is a need to update and people are very resistant to change. So 
what would you say from your experience, because you're in it, you're immersed in this, in this topic, uh, what's, why is it so important that these changes happen now, that we really do stop saying, oh, we should wait, we don't, we're not ready yet, we don't quite sure. Yeah. Why is it so important to, to jump right in? You know, we, we all get this shocked, I was going to say act shocked, but it's not an act, I, I think it's a, a true feeling. We all get shocked when something drastic happens in a school, um, when a kid commits suicide, uh, when there's a school shooting, um, when there's a, a stabbing, whatever. We all get shocked because that's supposed to be our kids' safe place. Um, and so what we need to really understand right now is that every school is not being created as a safe place. Um, and it's not more um, artillery or more um, violence that's going to help with that. Mm -hmm. It really is being able to give kids and adults the tools and strengthening that they need to be able to say what's going on for them, to be able to say um, what they need and to be able to prevent these kinds of things in, in the first place. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, when I, when I see those, um, resistant schools, what I see is that there's, there's often just sort of a window of time to slip in there because when a, when a school is really resistant to change and then something happens, sometimes they become even more resistant right. uh, instead of looking at, oh, this needs to change. It becomes about justifying why we did all we could, you know, we've done everything we can. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, I'm wearing this pink shirt it says, I will right. not, I will not bully. And then it says pink shirt day every day. Mm -hmm. so often I'll, I'll ask schools, what do you do about bullying? And they say, well, we do pink shirt day. It's one day. It's not enough. We gotta, we gotta be on it and we gotta be proactive, um, and prevent all of those shocked feelings that come with the tragedies that happen because we're not paying attention. That's right. And it shouldn't, we shouldn't be doing that after there's a tra tragedy that happens. It's so, you do it every day. It prepares you. It's preventative for to, to actually not have it happen. So yes, yeah, I agree with you with that. It, it is important. And once you implement that change, you realize it's much easier in the end. You're you know you're actually making things a lot easier for you. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you could like just a couple of things that you could share with us now that adults could start doing without even integrating the program into the schools yet? Yeah. Little things that can really help parents that are listening today to say, I'm going to make that one little change today and uh, see, you know, start spreading the, uh, the, the kindness movements along. Yeah. So here's the one little change that I think almost everyone um, can grab onto and make is to pay attention to your fight or flight response. Mm. And, and so that is a huge part of the strengthening um, that comes from no such thing as a bully. So when you feel threatened, you're, um, and, it, and it can be a, a thought that goes through your head or it can be actually somebody in your face. 
Um, the blood, the real simple explanation, the blood goes out of your brain, goes into your big muscles to get you ready to fight, ready to run, you get that shot of cortisol, you get that shot of adrenaline. And if you are not really aware of this, you can be having several fight or flight responses every day and building up that adrenaline and that cortisol in your system. So as parents, one of the first things we can do to just calm everything in our homes, in our work, uh, in our relationships, is to recognize that three deep breaths will get that blood back up to your brain. Um, and if you get that blood back up to your brain before you speak or before you take another action, you're going to be better able to express yourself. Mm -hmm. So a, a real awareness of that um, fight or flight response in yourself as a parent, uh, and then also in your kids, uh, and, and a real awareness of how communication um, can peak that fight or flight response. So depending, you know, uh, um, as parents, one thing that could happen today is to stop using the words always, never, and should. Mm -hmm. Those those three words are fight or flight response razors. Yes. Yes. And those are hard. I did. I did that exercise. Those are hard. I never realized how often I said, you, "Always, this always happens." Or this, it's yeah. yeah. So just those and, little things. You know, if you're like, "Oh, well, this always happens to me," that I mean, that's instantly like, like holy. If this always ha that's terrible. That's terrible <laughs> that this always happens. And so, boom, fight or flight response. That's right. No, those yeah. are great. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to try this. It sounds, you know, but it really is just those tiny little tweaks on how we approach and practicing with your child, not when they're in fight or flight, but when they're calm and, and talk about it so that they can build confidence on it and they yeah. can also um, build those, those skills. Um, can you just kind of tell us what we're, you know, what is, next what what is new what is happening now oh to take this my gosh i have such big plans so i drive around in a bright green uh 2001 honda civic and people <laughs> sign it with a marker to pledge kindness and a <laughs> lot of times when i when i ask them to come sign it they don't understand what i'm saying i'll say come sign my car and they think card does she want me to come sign a card uh, <laughs> Because it's just like so out of the box that um, okay. the people are like, what is this? So it's, it's bright green. It's beautiful. It has affirmations um, written all over it. It has inspiration for other people. Um, it, it starts conversations. Um, there's a lot of times when even just having it parked on the street outside my house. Um, I came out the other day and there was three boys on their bikes you know, around it, reading it. And I was like, Hey, you want to sign it? Yeah, we do. Um, so it really gets those conversations going. So now I have the opportunity to purchase a really reasonably priced camper van, which I'm mm. going to move into for two years uh, and take no such thing as a bully and moment of kindness on the road across Canada into the United States and, um, mm get a bright green wrap on that camper van and collect signatures along the way. And uh, so I'm looking for, you know, any, any organization that sees this as an opportunity that is good for them. Um, I am willing to have a conversation and see if you want your logo um, put onto the camper van traveling across 
Canada and into the United States. And I've yes. also got a uh, fundraiser going, a $5 fundraiser. So we're asking people for five of their dollars. Um, and the money is important to me because I need to buy the camper van. But even more important than that is to share and to really make people aware um, that this is out there. And then also to build the movement. So, you know, each donation, each of those $5 is somebody joining in the movement and saying, I am here for this. I am here to um, deliver kindness into the world and to promote kindness. And so uh, our goal is $3,005 donations. And so we need all the help that everyone and anyone can give us. That's actually very reasonable. And it, it, you just were literally the first thing that came to my mind was put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Everybody says they want to make a change. They want to, you know, this is, this is it. $5 yeah. is actually a very, a very good way to say I'm, I'm backing this up and uh, let's get this movement going. So that's wonderful. Yeah. And just the, I, I've seen it and I encourage, I will share, um, all of your your social media contact as well, but you do post uh, how people react to the kindness car and and you know how they just there's some people that are sprawled out on the ground trying to sign the bottom part of the car and it's just absolutely amazing how everybody gets involved. So yes. this is this is wonderful and that raise that awareness and get people to to do the, their little part to, to yeah. make that change. I think that's beautiful. It's uh, yeah. you know, that, that $5. Um, and I know, you know, lots of people will do the pay it forward at a, at a Timmy's or Starbucks. Yeah. And um, in, in this case, you passed that $5 this way. And I promise you um, that I will take that and, and monumentally roll it into more, kindnesses than than you can even imagine so yes please 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 join the movement and make a small donation over there that's right for those who are listening i will will post uh the the link where you can make a donation in the comments uh so that you you are able to join in and uh i guess before i was going to ask you how can can people reach you if you wanted to just say kind of out loud and and then we'll add it to the comments as well yeah so uh my website is no such thing as a bully.com uh, Kelly at no such thing as a bully.com to email me K E L L Y uh, mm-hmm. at no such thing as a bully.com. And my phone number is 403-447-4404. It is out there in the world. And if I can help you in any way, please dial it. Yes. And it, it is not a lot of people are willing to have that phone line open, but it's it just shows that your heart is in it and that you're taking this seriously. Um, I do have one question that I ask everybody because that's a question that a little girl had asked me once when she interviewed me and uh, she was getting upset because nobody was answering her question. And I did because I'm just a big kid at heart and I promised her I would ask everybody that I interview. So, Kelly, what would you like to be when you grow up? <laughs> When I grow up, I would like to be um, someone who keeps on jumping every day. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and I can see that. I, I know. I know you well I, enough to know. 
I don't think I want to grow up and have a profession, you know, um, but I just want to like grow up and, and keep on jumping every day in some way. Yeah. Hopscotching and skipping. That's a keep the child in you alive. Yeah, that's what kids do. I love it. That's wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for giving us all the information. And I encourage everybody to go and check uh, Kelly at work. It is incredible to watch. Uh, and it's a movement that really needs to be out there to make that change uh, for both the adults and children. It's beneficial for everybody. Is there any just kind of advice or, or words of wisdom that you would like to, to share with children and yeah. their parents or adults, yeah. Gratitude and grace, always. So be grateful for um, all of the little blessings that you have around you and um, show yourself grace so that you can show other people grace. And, and by that, I mean, um, just treat yourself kindly. Look at yourself kindly, don't beat yourself up for mistakes, treat yourself with grace. I think that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining me. And uh, again, for everybody listening, I hope this uh, this helped you. And we always encourage you to reach out if you have any questions or need any help. And until then, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>